Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability, no system. No matter how advanced can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions, always drive safely. Shout out to that guy. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Mage. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. Um, welcome. Welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, GP. I am your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg, joining you from New York City on the Upper West Side. But today, not in Philadelphia, not in Los Angeles, we go to, wait, where are you right now? Harlem? Harlem, New York City. Psh, the Kush God, Smoke Dizza, is on GP. Like you like my Larry Sabisco little... You see that? <laughs> you did. You did hit a mean Zabisco. <laughs> um, listen, so we had a, a lot of schedule craziness this week. You will get a Dipperstein SGG episode, but it's going to come on Friday. And today, my friend Smoke Dizza, who has his own podcast, a personal party podcast that does great interviews. I'm still incredibly overdue and an a hole for not oh, being there yet. You, oh, you're great. You're great because you know I was gonna rock. You oh, you know it's it's bad. It's bad what's happening. I you know what? Math Hopper's podcast. I started. I started to send a guilty text message. You should have. You no, know, this is my friend in real life, and I and it'll happen when it happens. So it's okay. <laughs> Yo, you should have. By the way, that was Sife's doing. But yes, you still should have. Um. Although I'll tell you what, over the holidays could be good because I'm ch- I'm straight going New York staycation status. Oh, I love it! I love so, it. So le- so I want to come through and 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 talk. But this is different. Here, you have to understand, guys. The reason Smoke Dizza is here is not for some uh, interview where I'm going to ask him about his upcoming music and things like that. Smoke Dizza is a hardcore wrestling fan. Um, what is your? Let's be honest. What is your regular schedule? Just so people know before we start, what is your general regular schedule of wrestling consumption weekly? Okay, so uh, we start with Monday. Obviously, you know, that's a Monday fun day, uh, Monday Night Raw. So, you know, I'm always tuned in. 
from the jump. I love what the uh what the what the program is hitting for right now with trips taking over and all this uh all these fresh angles. And then um, you know, Wednesday will roll around and you catch me uh you catch me on AEW Dynamite. Okay, you know, checking out what's going on over there. And then um, you know, Friday rolls around, which is a great day. And then um, you know, I I I'm definitely tuned in to SmackDown. I'm definitely uh tuned into the home of the Tribal Chief. Have and, to. Uh, if time permits, then I might catch a little rampage if it's something going on that I that I mm-hmm. might want to see. And uh, okay. you know, it's, it's now you didn't mention you didn't mention, and I appreciate your honesty. You're so you don't do NXT on Tuesdays. I don't do NXT on Tuesdays, and I don't do AEW, Doc. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, no. and, and Elevation, I mean, come on. We, we, listen, if you could even pull off on a weekly basis, just pulling off a full Raw and SmackDown is a load. If you can do those two plus Dynamite, you're already at seven hours. Yeah, literally. Literally. Like, even uh, if you're fast-forwarding commercials, you're at six hours. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. NXT is, I can't say it's bad because it's good. I like Braun Breaker for what I do uh, watch him. I love Carmelo Hayes. He reminds me of my good friend, MVP. Um, but I haven't really, uh, I haven't really tapped in. But I am interested in seeing how long the New Day keeps the NXT tag titles. Back. You know, that is that is an interesting, uh, interesting place to start is that the new day now is the NXT tag team champions. And here's the question I'll ask you as a fan. Like, do you see this as a cool, just like cool something day and they get to help NXT or do you see this as like a damn, the new day are in a spot where the only thing they have for them to do is to have the NXT tag titles. Um, I love the fact that, uh, that they could actually go to NXT and um and be tagged and be the tag champs. That's one. I think that's amazing. Um, I don't think it's a demotion because the Usos are doing such a great job by running the show. Um, it doesn't really bother me. I love the fact that this is the first time that the New Day has held NXT gold, so it makes perfect sense that they're over there to me. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think the New Day at this point are so rock solid. Like, that, what they are to WWE is so solid that they can basically do whatever they want and their cachet remains the same. Like, that's sort of the air they're in. Now, listen, anyone who's listened to Cheap Heat knows I have said many times, I want there to be a breakup. I want the whole big storyline. I want the whole... I want it to get every... I want them to get all the juice... You know what I mean? Out of the orange. I and I think there's so much there. Like there's so many versions. And obviously we send our best to Big E and don't know what, you know, the future holds for Big E. But no matter what it holds for him, he can still be involved in a lot of cool things. For sure. There's so there's a lot there. But listen, they're not doing that yet anyway. So why not? Why not have them? boost up the entire NXT tag roster as well. Certainly got me to pay attention for a second as someone who's not normally checked in to NXT. So it will serve a purpose uh, in that regard. For sure. For um, sure. Let's see. Hold on. So I was at, given some notes. Normally SGG, of course, would be going over things outside the ring in theory if Stack Guy did the stats. It depends. Right. It's, it's week to week. Um, this is, by the way, the most nonsense headline of all time. Conrad Conrad addresses the possibility of Vince McMahon doing a podcast. 
You read that headline and you go, oh, my God. And then you re- read the article and realize all he said was, no, there's no chance Vince McMahon's going to call I didn't need Conrad to tell me that. I, I love you, Conrad. I mean, uh, the idea of it is amazing. You just have because I didn't see that headline and I thought it was going to be a cool cliffhanger coming after that. But- oh, no. The idea is insane. Uh, but. Nah, I, didn't, I mean, there's not enough money in the world. I could not picture that. Um, let's see what else I see. Um, they say there's something about uh, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre are both out with the same injury right now. Hmm. Um, really? Now, Roman's on. That's It's always funny hearing Smoke does say really because it's actually one of his. It's really one of my ad libs. <laughs> it's, like, it's like hearing just... <laughs> It's, it's like hearing The Rock go just casually. You know, it doesn't really matter what you think. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, um, I don't know. Let me let me see. I wonder what the details of that is. We know that Roman is going to be on SmackDown this week in Chicago. First time since Survivor Series. So obviously that's not unusual considering the way that Roman's been uh used generally but here's what it says widely reported that he suffered an injury during the war games match um supposedly a ruptured eardrum and that is something he's still dealing with according to Meltzer um and it said uh Drew McIntyre dealing with the exact same thing so by the way Roman is not on any of the Christmas shows including Madison Square Garden. He's not on that. Really? That's what I'm hearing. I would have thought he would have been on the Garden Show. By the way, Smokey, would you like to come to that? Oh, of course. I would love to come to the Garden Show. I'm trying. I don't think I've been to a Garden Show yet for WWE. What? Really? Wait, you've never, you've never, you've never come with me ever to one of the house shows? Ever been to a house show in the Garden. I feel like my last house show in the Garden I went to Undertaker had the clay mask on his face and they was doing like oh bruh fucking crowds. Let me tell you something right now. One of my so so I mentioned that we're Natalie and I are staycationing. And one of the things I was most excited about was when I was like, oh wait, we could go to the house show. Because <laughs> like I'm usually gone starting around the 24th, and it's always 26th, 27th, right in that window. Always. Right. And it's you know. The, the MSG Christmas house show is sort of like the marquee house show of the year very often. Now, this year's a weird one because it happens to fall on a Monday. Mm. So it's basically an exclusive SmackDown show. Mm. But what I'm working on right now is getting the whole suite at my job. So it's a great time. We'll get a bottle, post up in the suite. It's a great time. It sounds like unlimited hot wings and mozzarella sticks. Well, it depends if they actually put the food in or we have to pay for those unlimited hot wings. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when you order for the suite, they get you at MSG. We, no, listen, we could do it. We'll splurge. It's like $200 for too many wings. You know what I mean? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. The sweet, the sweet game's real. But um, so anyways, Roman will be out um, for a while, but at least we'll get him on TV uh, this week. And of course, the biggest outside the ring news of the week John Cena will appear on SmackDown, uh, the last SmackDown of the year. Is this the Troop Show or is this? No, because the Troop Show is this Saturday. So this is in a few weeks. 
right well, before New Year's, we're going to get John Cena. Hey, listen, you guys know I don't love the telegraphed return. Like, I don't. Here's my question How many eyeballs? And by the way, this is Friday the 30th. How many eyeballs does it really add to the show when you pre promote that John Cena is coming back? Not to say that John Cena is not an iconic star, of course, but what I'm saying is it's not as if he's been gone for 10 years, okay? He's been here in the last year. So I just wish, as always, we could just get a surprise. Like, we could just get... These are... I know not everything has to be a surprise. I really agree with that point. Not everything has to be a surprise. But a returning John Cena, Smokey, to me, is a perfect spot for a surprise. I agree. I think um, it's been very underwhelming with the Bray Wyatt reveal you know um even though it was a surprise when we got it in philly but when when we got the the the, the photographic that he's returning to smackdown we thought we was going to get something else and for me personally i think it's been a bit underwhelming so i hope they don't it doesn't fall on his face like that um cena obviously is a big deal uh as john cena he's one of our goats but i agree with you i think I would have rather I would have rather it been a surprise. I think the the, the the element of surprise would have been way bigger for us as fans. But then again, when you think about it, it's on Fox and right. They want to get the most out of it. Blah 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 blah. I understand. Yeah. I get it. I do get it. But um, and also, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens here with Cena. Is it what? Obviously, he he's gonna be on Mania in L.A. There's there's no to me. There's no world in which he's not on Mania in L.A. The question for John Cena is, where does he fit into that card? Everyone has speculated Logan Paul because Logan Paul said he wanted it. Which I think is smart business. It would. And by the way, that would be great business. I would not hate on it. It could be very entertaining stuff. John Cena and Logan Paul. I'm trying to think about the what would I most want if I could like, even though I think that's great. Is it my top choice for John Cena? Like I don't I'm 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 thinking, like thinking of the roster. Is that what I'd most want to see? It protects Cena the most. I don't think it puts any young talent over. Um, because uh Logan Paul isn't a mainstay on WWE television. So putting Logan Paul over is not really conducive to what's happening. But then a heel Logan Paul against a face John Cena. You know, people like to see Logan Paul get beat up. So, but Logan Paul doesn't Logan Paul have to get a win at some point if you're going to keep bringing him back for these marquee matches against legends? Like he has to win sometime. I think so, but I don't think that's gonna. He's a heel, so I don't really think it, it it hurts him losing. Um, now Bad Bunny, you know him getting a W or, or getting cool spots makes perfect sense because he's coming as a celebrity face. I think ce celebrity heels don't really need. The W to to get. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. But they do need to make up their mind on what Logan Paul is. So like <laughs> he's tweener, and he's not. Oh, he's he's actually a heel. I didn't under uh, against Roman. I thought he would be more of a face, but Roman is so good at what he does, and the 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 average wrestling fan is going to go for the wrestler against the wrestler more against pivoting to the celebrity to beat the wrestler unless you're the Miz I think people would like to see the Miz get his ass kicked because he's such a good heel 
But even a, a Logan Paul versus The Miz, I think, I think we still want to see Logan Paul get beat up. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think I think if we did a real program, Logan Paul and The Miz. And, and can I, while talking about The Miz, let me finish that thought. I think The Miz would be cheered in that. And finishing hmm. that thought, can I just say, I don't know that I fully understand or care about The Miz, Dexter Loomis. They ruined it. Johnny wrestling thing. I just don't. It feels convoluted to me. I, I don't. Isn't that over though? Like, is wasn't it over from from the from the last little reveal they had when they found out the Miz was lying and it, the ju- it the Justice Smollett flat on his face. It didn't really make much sense to me. But then they brought it. But it was there last night. Hmm. There we are with Dexter Loomis, Miz, and. And Johnny Wrestling having a thing last night. I just, uh, there. Listen, overall, there's a lot of things I like that's going on, and there are a lot of things that confuse me. Adam Pierce like randomly pops up and is relevant in some storylines. He are they working him to make a return? I don't know. You did you see the Adam Pierce Bobby Lashley thing last night? Yeah, it just looks like you know they working Adam Adam Pierce to get like a little Royal Rumble. Uh, spot or something. I, I don't know. It. He's been way more active in in, in on, on the program. I mean, he's he was already active, but I think this is a little more uh, physical with Adam Pearce. So it's kind of looking like they're teasing towards something. But I, hey, listen, I've thought that before. I thought there was one coming that was looked like him and Roman was going to happen. Right. And I was I was excited. I actually was pretty excited about it at that time. Um. But yeah, so last night he was involved in two things. He was involved in the Dexter Loomis um, situation with the Miz, where he comes out and he's the arbiter of what should happen with the Miz. And then later in the night, he gets involved in the Lashley match. Um, I'm trying to see exactly how they set it up because I don't remember. Um. Was do you know was he out during the entire match or he just came out at the end? I think he just came out at the end. After the match, Bobby Lashley attacks the referee. Adam Pierce comes down and gets in his face. He says his he told him his hands were tied. Lashley shows Pierce another display of rage. Pierce yells at him that he's fired. Lashley looks stunned, and that's how we go off the air. It was very passive that my hands are tied. At, at the beginning, and then you know, I think he got a little more infuriated, infuriated when uh Bobby pushed him. It was like a light push. I thought he was gonna get a spare or something, but it it, it really, I mean, I get it, but I, I I'm interested to see where it's going. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I want Lashley to be involved in something meaningful. You know, I still think there's still think there's meat on that on the Bobby Lashley bone. I really do. Yeah, like, me listen, too. he he's still. To me, we, we never got the full bloodline, the Roman Bobby thing in a real way. Mm-hmm. I'd like to I'd like to see that in a real way. We've I guess now we got somewhat of the payoff in in Bobby and Brock. Um, but even that still has meat on the bone. Yeah, I'm not saying still it's still left. It's still a lot left with that. I I I don't know how that ended so fast because that was that was like a 10 year buildup. Literally, like maybe even longer. Yeah, it, with 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 those two guys crossing paths, and then we finally got it. And I don't think we got enough. Like they they drilled Brock versus Roman 
into us for years. We got Brock versus Roman to where I never want to see Brock and Roman in the same area ever again. Oh, it's it's tough, yeah. <laughs> so I would have loved the little for it to be a little longer the duration of the feud of, of Bobby and Brock. I don't think we got the ultimate payoff with that personally. Yeah, and I agree. I think that 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 to me still has stuff to it, and obviously uh, Bobby and Roman as well. So I hope they figure out what to do with Bobby. He see, they seem to like struggle with him. Like when he's not involved in the primary thing, it seems like they don't know how to treat him. He ends up maybe it's just that he's so impressive looking that like even when you put him next to Seth Rollins, who's you know one of the greats. Even when you put Bobby next to Seth Rollins, to me, it sort of brings Bobby down a bit just in that he's such a super heavyweight. You know what I mean? It's not, he doesn't seem like a plausible opponent for most anyone. Agreed. Agreed. Like, I just want to see him beating up the biggest people. This all goes back to the fact that they need to put the Hurt Business back together. Bro, you t- <laughs> you took the thoughts right out of my brain, bro. I promise you. Um, even with the hurt business, I don't think we got the full potential of what that could have been. I think it got dismantled way too soon. And I think right now is the perfect time with factions running wrestling. I think the blood, uh, the bloodline. I think the hurt business um has a has a very good spot right now on the WWE product. <clears throat> It would be it would it would do so much for everybody. It would make um, MVP obviously more meaningful. Mm-hmm. It would make Omos more meaningful. Mm-hmm. It would make Lashley more meaningful, and anyone else who they decide to associate with. It gives you another faction to to have something to fight for. You know, some sort of team energy. We're seeing. Listen, you're seeing how it works for the Judgment Day. I love the Judgment Day. Me too. Finn is doing. I love Priest. I love that Dominic is really growing into a great heel, and Rhea Ripley is true. I mean, come on. They literally all got completely elevated in a second, like just by being together. Mm-hmm. And yes, I am. And sorry, Dominic, I am wearing the Rey Mysterio Roots <laughs> of Fight jacket. I don't want. I don't want any smoke from Dom, which is a great jacket. Thank Wait. you. It is lovely. It's got the little Rey Mysterio Jr. on the sleeve. And by the way, they also have the the Lucha mask. Facts. That, that looks very Mitchell and Nesh's right there. Like it's it does. Very- Hold on a second. Hold on. Here you go. I got something for you. He's coming back with the with the Rey Mysterio mask. Full on Luchador. Where are my eyes? Hold on. Oh, there we go. Full on Luchador. What's that? Full-on luchador mode right now. Luchador. By the way, how the hell do they wrestle in this? Yeah, that that looks very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> like you can, I can see, but it's hard to see. It's a skill in wrestling in the mask, I'm sure. That looks very more. That looks more Mill Masterist than, than Rey Mysterio, but I, I'll take it. Still pretty cool. Yeah, cool mask. Now I've been unmasked in disgrace. Um, <laughs> and by the way, yesterday, speaking of the Judgment Day, I'll tell you what, I feel like that Oscar Rias was almost main event worthy. I could have put that on last. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I mean, they, they, they're they two amazing talents. And I love the fact that Oscar really found her, 
her footing back on TV because it was it was starting to get a little confusing seeing her in, in the tag matches and other shit, knowing that, you know, she's the talent she is, a, a world champion talent. I, so, I agree. Yeah, it, 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 it made sense seeing her in that spot again. I mean, again, it elevated both of them. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about this Alexa Bliss uh, interchangeable personality thing? Like you see the little firefly pop up and like what she was about to she was about to hit uh Bianca with the with the with the shit. What's the uh the Bray Wyatt finish? Um the no, end of days. Is that it? No, Baron, end of days is Baron Corbin. That's Baron Corbin. I'm sorry. What what is the shit? You don't know <laughs> what you get, what, yeah, what is it? Hold on when I, she gets I, the, I the name of it, but she started to pivot to that once you seen the little firefly go off on a Titan Tron and then it went away and she just Snap back into Sister uh, Abigail. Sister Abigail. Um, I love what what they're doing. What do you think? No, well, listen. All, all I want is them to do something with her where they give her a character. What I what I don't want is someone of Alexa Bliss's ilk to just be moving around as a pretty face, like who does who doesn't have anything. She's too She's valuable too and talented. You're sitting there with their other people who they're putting in prime spots very often. And I'm like, Alexa Bliss is better and has more cachet with the audience. It's like it's like Alexa Bliss has been either completely overthought or underthought the last couple of years. Like, ever since the Bray thing ended, like, that was cool. That was going somewhere. Ever since the Bray thing ended and they just had her walking around with a doll, it was like, what? Is, what is this supposed to be? Are you guys forgetting she's a... Raw Women's Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion, Money in the Bank winner. She's done everything. Um, people like her. It's proven. People want to see Alexa Bliss. So I, I agree. I like that they did little Sister Abigail tease. I don't know why Graves and Ke Kevin Patrick were so alarmed by it. It wasn't that. <laughs> I got I to gotta ask them. <laughs> I didn't find it that shocking. Uh, and they played it out a little weird. You know, I will say the Bianca and Alexa Bliss afterwards, the way they were like looking at each other in confusion. The fact that she held her and the sister Abigail pivot for more than 10 seconds, it felt like <laughs> Bianca Belair being this brute strength that could have just flipped her in two seconds. I was just like, what the fuck is happening here? But it did I feel it did feel a little long to be able to hold her in that position. <laughs> I agree. I love the tease, though. It was cool. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh, my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford, or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, 
You should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. Here's the question of the week. The same question, I'll ask it. We're going to have to ask, ask this every week. So I had Sammy on the first Friday show a couple of weeks ago. It was the week after Survivor Series War Games, and it was the biggest moment for Sami Zayn in this Bloodline story. I feel like the way that was followed immediately on the next Raw and SmackDown was slightly underwhelming. It was almost like they got to such a peak with the hug at War Games that they now have to try to keep us interested up until whenever a turn of some sort happens. And it's made even more difficult by the fact that Roman's hurt and not really on TV. So I guess I'm what I'm asking you, Smokey, is do you how did how did you like last night with Sammy and Solo? And do you see it the same way that like they seem to be in a little bit of a holding pattern after what was the best moment so far for the honorary Ooze? Yeah, it looks like they're struggling to get to the next step of whatever that is. Uh, and definitely Roman being hurt doesn't make the situation any better. Um, I would have loved them to drag the, the main event, Jey Uso, uh, Sami Zayn thing out a little longer. Um, but yeah, like you said, with the hug given at War Games and then the next SmackDown with him saying, yeah, it's because of you that we won. And I don't really feel like they still, it's still a cliffhanger, like it's still there, but they never addressed fully him speaking to Kevin Owens outside the dressing room. So I feel like they could have held on to that a little longer, but maybe that might be, I don't think that's going to be the catalyst as to why they turn on him. But I think once you, once, once the, if the long-term storytelling, I think it'll tie back around somewhere. But yeah, I think it's very underwhelming from from where they came from on War Games. It's like, where do you go next? Is Solo going to be the one to turn? Because every time I look at Solo, he never puts the one in the air. He he he's always like, mm. he's always paying attention to what's going on around him. I'm waiting for him to do the Rakishi and the uh, the Rock sent me. I'm I'm wait I'm waiting for that. I hope that that's the big reveal of the Rock coming to to be the head of the table and and take Roman down. I think I I know I'm a little too further into the future, but um to tie back into the Sammy thing, I I think it's a bit underwhelming from where they came from to answer that question. And I do and I think also like last night KO had a slight thing with Elias and then he came out at the end which was hilarious to run off Solo Sokoa. But I feel like you want to take advantage of KO right now because Post war games, he got a big, he got a big boost too. 
Like I thought KO all of a sudden became more interesting than he's been in a very long time. For sure. For sure. Injecting him into that feud with him and Sammy being best friends and just seeing the dynamic of that. And I think for long-term storytelling, every time KO comes to, to, to fend the bloodline off or the bloodline comes to beat down KO and company, Sammy and KO never really mix up. The only mix-up was War Games when he kicked him in the nuts and hit him with the hell of a kick at the end. But other than that, Sammy is always scurrying. Like, even last night when Solo and, and, and Kev was getting into it, Sammy got out of there before it could be a Sammy and KO thing. So I don't know if that's long-term storytelling like Sammy is the mole of the bloodline. But it's a lot of, it's a lot of different ways it can go. I just think it's dragging a little bit right now it's a little slow and they need to pick it back up because it's, it's it's a lot of directions they can go in but maybe they're getting us ready for rumble season because you know one thing we talked about on the show last week that i feel like dipperstein sort of downplayed was the news that william regal is leaving AEW to go to wwe it also should be noted that WWE, we found out yesterday, I'm sorry, AEW, we found out yesterday, hired my former producer, WWE producer, Mike Mansuri, who's been on our show briefly, he's popped on here or there before. They hired Mansuri to come on as like, like co-EVP. Like he is, you are taking a guy who many people thought was going to be the next Kevin Dunn, and he is now going to AEW, okay? So, oh, wow. So, yeah, however you view that, (laughs) that is what a guy who would really is. He understands Mansuri fundamentally understands how to do combat sports television. After WWE, he went over to that one championship fighting and has been, been, been in Singapore for the last six months. And now he goes to AEW. Flip side, AEW loses William Regal and supposedly Regal it come this is the interesting piece that we blew past remember William Regal was just involved in the A storyline on AEW television he he joined Max to help him win the championship against Mox he's in the middle of everything the next day he get then then of course they write him off Max knocks him out Regal's now gone. Hmm. I'm trying. So in my brain, I'm going, how do you go from being so involved? Because when was the last time William Regal was the part of the A storyline on Raw or SmackDown? Like that didn't happen often. Yeah, Maybe yeah. in NXT, he was involved in everything, of course. But when it came to Raw and SmackDown, it's been a long time since Regal was a big time player. Maybe so, my ass club was the last time he was in, in that shit. The, the Vince McMahon kiss my ass club. Yeah. Th- how long ago was that? Yeah, I mean, 20 years ago. I mean, it's like that's 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So when I hear that he left, I'm immediately curious about the reason. And, and it, what's being bantied about is that he doesn't like the culture. He doesn't, uh, according to what people are saying, he does not think there's a culture of respect. He doesn't think the talent listens to agents. He basically thinks it's loose. It's just too loose for him. And when WWE came calling, he's like, I'm going back. I'm going to go to a place that's... Listen, I have news for everyone. Say what you will about WWE. Everyone makes up a story about what it's actually like. 
they figured it out. It's a pretty organized business place is what it is. Like no one's, you know how many, here's the question. Who is there to tell people what's what if you lose William Regal? Because in WWE, there is a myriad of people who, when you walk by them, you need to shake their hand, stop, and listen to anything they have to say to you. Obviously, it starts with Triple H and Stephanie, and now you have Nick Khan, an important position. But on the wrestling side, you have Paul Heyman, you have Bruce Prichard, you have all these people who, if they stop, and talk to you, you're going to go, let me listen to what these people have to say. Smokey, I don't know that that's happening at AEW, which ends up being why we have incredible talent getting involved in these weird, murky situations that you're like, who booked this? Now, let me ask a question to you. Does this strengthen the CM Punk claims of of the talent in AEW? If this is because this is my first time hearing this uh, about Regal feeling this way. I thought he was going back to NXT for uh, Charlie Dempsey because his son is is NXT talent and he wants to be next to his son and is more homegrown because NXT is more of a farm for for the next talent that listens, so to speak. Now, the, the general consensus of people that leave AEW and some people that's still there, at least ex-WWE guys, quote unquote, is that it is no rest. It is no wrestling culture for the actual business outside of what we see in the ring. Backstage, nobody wants to listen. Everybody feels like they got it all figured out. It's a separation of, oh, I'm an AEW guy, and no, these are just ex WWE guys. So we're not listening to you because you're in our playground type of um, type of thing. Instead of you know everybody just listening to the guys that have 20, 30, 40 years in the business. So that's like the general consensus. Now, we I don't know what's going on in AEW personally, because I'm not backstage, but for what we read on the dirt sheets, that seems to be the thing. Do you think that CM Punk's claims are correct? Well, listen, I am not, I did not get what I just heard about regal thinking there was an issue of lack of respect for what people have to say i did not hear that from talent from AEW or anything like that let me just be clear it's just something i heard people in the wrestling biz talking about Mm -hmm. if that is true because of course tony khan says the reason that william regal is leaving is because he wants to work with his son if it's true that regal is leaving because of that does it strengthen punk's claims uh yes it just doesn't matter because punk handled it like such a child that's the problem because I, I don't think anybody really doubts the merit of Punk saying that the way the elite handle things is is crazy. I, I think most people assume that when you have active guys, I mean, come on, man. All you got to do is go back and watch the downfall of WCW. Like when you have talent that's sitting in that high a position, it's just a recipe for disaster. So I don't think so to answer your question, yes, it would give a little bit more merit to Punk's claims, but to me it doesn't change anything and we're still not going to see CM Punk at any point on TV again. That and again, that's just my hunch too. I just feel like Tony Khan is in a position where he really has to show some backbone and the way that CM Punk disrespected Tony not only by fighting someone 
But the way he just sat next to him and treated him like he wasn't a boss sitting next to him, I, I think you have to draw the line there. Or you are truly giving up on having any control. Agreed. Agreed. Also, a weird, weird bone in my body tells me that this is the biggest work shoot that we've ever seen in wrestling history. Since, since the screw job, as people believe. <laughs> since the screw job, and we're all being worked. And this is some weird ruse for fucking somewhere six months down the line. Maybe an all out where fucking Kenny Omega has the belt, the AEW title somehow, and CM Punk just comes out of nowhere. And that just sets the stage for the biggest main event in AEW history. Listen, if that's the case, or if they can even turn it into that, that is uh, kudos to them. I don't think it is. Um, I think there's a possibility they could turn it into that. I just hope that there's enough control in that place to not mess up what could be a very special title reign for MJF. Uh, the him and Starks thing was so great next week. It has me excited to see what comes next mm -hmm. um, on Dynamite this week. So I just hope it's it the landscape is clean enough for the really talented people there to develop. I hope we get what we deserve from Brian Danielson there because so far his run has not been what it needs to be. Agreed. So there's a lot there's a lot that can be done well there, and there's a lot of talented people there. Obviously. Um, I mean, we, we talk about them at, at nauseum, but the acclaimed are awesome right now. Okay. Who's not enjoying that? Yeah. I love the acclaimed. Shit. I love guys like powerhouse Hobbs. I, I don't Yeah. Hobbs is very interesting. Yeah, he's very interesting. Yo, but what happened to Wardlow after where Wardlow was post MJF, man? That's the perfect example of what's going on. Yeah. MJF got him to the promised land. He did. He did. He was there. He did. See, what I'm thinking is after this uh the Starks MJF thing, maybe that works Wardlow back into the fold with Max. Maybe that's what they're working into for for, for a bigger prize. Um now it's not a, a AEW contract and it's a, a the biggest prize in AEW in the, in the organization. It's the AEW uh belt. Maybe maybe that's the buildup for Wardlow, I hope, because it, it, it fell flat with with Joe beating him like that. I didn't, I never seen that coming. I, I even liked the War Joe thing. I thought that was that was kind of cool. Um, but I don't really understand Joe having two titles and then having to take the title off of Wardlow unless they feel like Daddy Trips is like, hey, they under you. Yeah, I'm utilizing you over here too, Joe. I got a spot for you back over here if you're ready. So maybe that's a way to keep Joe occupied, give him two belts, and you know, work him more into the into the TV fold outside. I, I, that is one thing. Joe's Joe's leaving. I, I I still have never spoken to him about it. I, I'm so confused about how that all played out. Um, we'll see. Um, yes. listen, guys, his name is Smoke Dizza. You will love this man if you're not familiar. Follow him on all social platforms. Uh, listen to the podcast as well. That's available everywhere, right, Smokey? Yes, it's available everywhere. Um, we're on YouTube, the visuals, and you can catch us on Apple and the Revolt uh, Podcasting Network. And uh, when's your next music project dropping? My next music project, oh, this is a, a cheap heat exclusive. <laughs> I'm actually uh, 
I'm dropping a project Christmas Eve. Um, oh, beautiful. Yeah, money for dummies. So uh, get ready oh, for that. All right. So then the, and if you never spent time with his music, you'll absolutely love it. Uh Smokey, thanks for jumping in and holding it down. I appreciate you. My brother, anytime. All right, guys, and we'll be back Friday with another cheap eat with SGG and Dip. Take care, everyone. This is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left the majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.